Welcome to the Scholars and Storytellers podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Center for Scholars and Storytellers at UCLA. For this episode, we're going to be doing something a little different. For a special three-part series, I, Nir Liebenthal, interviewed high school students from the CSS Youth Insights Council. They are a fantastic group of students interested in the intersection of psychology and entertainment. I asked them some pretty difficult questions, but they are truly wise beyond their years. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. What's up, Mateen? How are you? Mateen is a... What grade are you in? 10th grade. 10th grade. Mateen is a 10th grader at Geffen Academy, an absolutely stellar student, a wonderful member of the club. So happy that he's joining us here for this interview. Mateen, do you want to say hi to everybody? Hi. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be on this podcast. Can't wait. Right on, right on. Okay, so Mateen, I got a couple of questions for you. You can ask, answer, yep. them, answer them however you want, uh, and we'll have a little conversation. Okay, so we'll start out. We'll we'll start out with the big one. What role do stories play in your life? Okay. Um, well, stories for me, they kind of take one, they take one of two meanings. Um, I I do theater. I'm an actor, so for me, stories are often a way of kind of conveying the path of a character or kind of what a person goes through. Um, and a story is the spoken explanation of what it is. It is their troubles. It's their, it's their travels. Um, it's kind of that. Another, uh, a second story is, is the life story. It's what you've been through as yourself. Just has there's a character in a play in some far off land. A story is also unique to a person. Everyone has different life experiences. Um, so a story is it's what it is. It, it's your life. It is everything and anything that you have experienced um, that plays a pivotal part. The third part is a religious story. I'm, I'm Jewish. So one big thing about our religion, our culture is the passing down of stories, um, from biblical times. And it's kind of just what did, what, what happened? And it's kind of a continuation. It's this, um, passing down of tradition, this oral recitation, um, that really make an imprint, um, in someone's life. That's a great answer. So kind of my, my next question was going to be in what ways has entertainment media shaped your worldview? But you kind of you kind of went into that a little a little bit there. Definitely seems like stories stories do play a, a very big role in your life, which is which is really cool. It does it does it does it does in mine as well. So you're thinking about these days. How do you choose what stories to engage with? Mainly it's um it comes from social media. I think if you see something interesting, um, you'll click on it, like either on Snapchat or Instagram. Um, that's kind of the way you get introduced. Another way um, is by reading books. I'm one of those strange people who enjoys reading. Me too. So I think that's not necessarily digital media, but it is media nonetheless. Um, so that's kind of how I kind of find these and how I engage with them. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's it. books are books are absolutely absolutely a form of media and i should tell should tell my younger brother let's see so okay so i want you to think about the types of characters that exist on screen now what types of characters would you like to see more of or are you happy with the types of characters that are portrayed now on on screen um i think now the industry has gotten much better at including and having a little bit more um, character diversity. I think 
if you look at what shows were like even just 10 years ago um, on film, it's very different than what they are now. Um, so I think TV is doing TV and film are doing a good job of rep equally representing. However, I think there's always room for more um, as there could always be. Um, but I think it's definitely progressed a lot and I'm pretty happy with what we have today. Do you think that it's important to have a diverse representation of characters on screen and is just having a diverse representation on screen enough? I think definitely having like the meaning of having di uh, diverse characters, not just having a mix of races and cultures. I think it's accurately portraying them in a way that doesn't reflect negatively. I think one Example would be if you're in a film and you have an Asian character and they are doing stereotypical things, just because you have them in your show doesn't constitute diversity. It's still putting them in a bad light. Um, again, if you have um, a black character and you have them portraying a, a slave, if it's not a if it's not a uh, history film, that's just not it's not putting them in, in a good light. So I think it's not enough to just have those characters in there. They have to be actively doing things that reverse stereotypes, that ch uh, challenge race and gender norms. So I think that's um, kind of what diversity has to take on. And I think they're doing a pretty good job with more now. Okay, so if you think about your your peers, so you think about teens as a whole, what, what content do you think teens as a whole want to see more of? I think it's, t it's a tough question because so many people have so many different things. Um, but I think teens nowadays are looking for kind of a few things. One is kind of comedy. Life is stressful. High school and college are stressful. So it's good to have something to relieve some tension, um, have a laugh, and kind of just blow some steam off. And I think another thing people are looking for my age is real like things for life, like applications of life skills. Um, I know I've been watching a few videos and kind of preparing for junior and senior year in college and all this. So I think a lot of teens right now are kind of worried about what is my future going to be. So they're looking, I guess, for um, videos and posts and blog posts about kind of our future, what, how to prepare, mm -hmm. tips to prepare. So I think those are the two main areas that um, people my age are looking for. Yeah, Mateen, let me tell you, you are, you are way ahead of the curve <laughs> with, the, with the preparations. I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard that before. But yeah, but that's interesting. So one one of the types of content that you described is kind of escapist and the other one is kind of to be educational and to prepare you for the challenges that you're going to face ahead so it's interesting that entertainment media can fulfill fulfill both of those roles okay next question what platform do you think people your age get most of their content from i think for our age it's probably mostly going to be snapchat and instagram i think those two sites just have a holding within uh, the teen community because their ease of information being shared. And there's always a lot of um, media always available on Snapchat. When you go to your page, there's always going to be um, some stories to follow from other people or from organizations. Instagram, there's always going to be that much. But I think there's one that started to gain traction, which is TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, it's already kind of amassed this cult following in, uh, within my age group. Um, and I think that's a way to get information I've seen, especially now with what's going on in the news, people are getting a lot of their news from TikTok, um, and a lot of their media information from that social media source. So I don't know 
if it's probably the best because it is not from a reliable source. People just post things up um, on the page. So I think those three, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok are where people get a lot of their information from. So next question. Do, do you think entertainment shapes the expectations that kids have of themselves and of others? Yes, um, very so. Um, I think the way people see characters in media um, and in entertainment styles is going to be how they want to emulate them. Um, they say that um, imitation is the best form of flattery. Um, so I think that by kind of taking what these characters in media go through and how they look and how they dress, how they act, how they speak, I think people my age are kind of taking from that and using like, oh, look, this is Tony Stark. Tony Stark is this rich multimillionaire. Um, let me take some lessons from him, mm -hmm. I guess, in a sense. Um, so I think characters in media definitely influence how we think of ourselves. Um, and also just on media in like Instagram and on social media, um, the way people see influencers as might be how they will reflect on themselves as well. So do you see this manifesting itself in mostly a negative way or also negative and positive or just positive? What? I think, I think it can be negative and positive. There's always going to be the negative aspects of, um, body image and, um, like speaking, um, verbal harassment, verbal bullying. Um, I think there's always going to be that side of it, but I think it's also very, there's a positive side where you can learn a lot from watching these people interact, um, on, in different forms of media. All right. This is my favorite question. If you would have to watch one movie on repeat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh God. <laughs> this is, I honestly, cause I don't have a favorite movie. Um, this is tough. I think I'd honestly watch people are going to hate me for saying this. I really enjoy the movie national treasure. Um, I'm, I'm a big history buff. Um, so I really enjoyed that movie. I think it shows, um, honestly, like what I was saying, the bridge of comedy and education, um, because it teaches things about history. Sometimes they're not always true, but there's always that historical aspect, but there's also the comedy factor with, um, how Nick Cage portrays his character. Um, I think that's the, honestly the movie I'd watch on repeat. You got to get out there and steal the declaration of independence. Okay, next question. If you were to give content creators who make content for people your age, if you were to give them one piece of advice about the type of content that you want to see, what would you say? Um, I'd say, honestly, everyone is different. Everyone has different things to appeal to them. So if you have the ability to do so, ask teens themselves, use um, polls and surveys and feedback because if you can generate um content bot like with feedback by teens i think it'll really um the impact that the uh media will have will be a lot bigger because it's the teens dictating what they want to see themselves rather than a 40 year old adult who maybe whose teenage years are 30 years behind him i just think if you can including these teens will honestly benefit because you're getting information directly from the source um, and nothing beats a primary source. So, Oh my God, that's an incredible quotation. That's what Geffen Academy history does to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's so funny. And then not, not only will they make better content for teens, but 
from their end, they'll get more teens to watch it if they're making what, what teens want to watch. Yep. Yeah. Okay. If you could give one piece of advice to tweens who are younger than you about how to have a positive relationship with media, what would you say? Um, don't get sucked in. Don't spend three hours scrolling through the For You page on TikTok. Um, it's, it's, your parents will always say, okay, it's good to have a balance of social media, but honestly, don't get sucked in. Don't spend your entire life on it, but also use that. Use it as a way to meet new people. Use it as a way to connect with people who might have moved away. Um, so it is, don't, don't completely think of social media as something that's scary. Don't think of it as something that is terrifying and all-engulfing. It's important to use it in moderation, but it can also teach you a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things from social media, whether that be social things or um, educational things. Um, and I think it's definitely a very powerful tool to have um, to use. So just, it's a tool, use it wisely. That's, that's great advice. That's really great advice. Do you want to, do you want to tell, tell people what you want your, your double major to be in college? Um, I, I was thinking about, um, doing some sort of, uh, biology. So maybe like biochemistry or, um, molecular biology and, uh, quite possibly theater, um, musical theater. I think it's, it bridges two things that are not seen very, is very conventional, but when you think about it, it really is very similar to each other. Um, when you think about when you go into the medical field, a lot of it is, um, interacting with patients, um, and sometimes being in med school, being stuck in a book doesn't always lead to good social interactions. So having theater there allows you to interact with people and also um, learning lines and memorizing stuff in a theater class is important because when you get to the medical field, especially like surgery, it is all, it's a performance. It's all been rehearsed for beforehand. And now it's just, you go through these steps over and over. So I think that's really what a lot of people overlook is the importance of the arts in a uh, science field. Yeah. And also the ability to tell stories to convey findings. Because, yeah. you know, being, being able to pre present research findings in a compelling and digestible way so that, so that it can reach broad audiences is really important. You know, what, yeah. what, what good is incredible, an incredible finding in biology if only biologists can access it. Obviously, there's value there. It's, you know, it'll help advance the field, but it should. Uh, the there is a very strong link between stories and um, sharing information with the world. It's a great, great answer, Martin. Alrighty, well, that's all the that's all the questions that I had. Do you have any any parting words? Any last uh, plugs you want to share with so, the audience? I just feel so really lucky to be part of an amazing organization. Um, the club has been awesome this year. I've learned a lot about social media, about myself, about kind of my demographic. So it's, it's, it's been awesome. That concludes this episode of the Scholars and Storytellers podcast. A very special thanks to the wonderful students of Geffen Academy for joining the conversation. If you have a minute, rate and review us. And if you have any friends who you think would enjoy the show, share it with them. If you're interested in learning more about our work, please visit us at scholarsandstorytellers.com and follow our social media accounts by searching Center for Scholars and Storytellers. This podcast was produced by the Center for Scholars and Storytellers with special thanks to Jim Ools for creating the intro music, the UCLA Film School, and Near Liebenthal. Goodbye for now, and thank you for listening.